0: next generation of radio it's the mymac.com podcast
1: podcasting from the mymac.com studios it's your hosts tim robertson and chad perry
0: dot com podcast number 34 where did you get that music from
2: well that is our new theme sweet now we should back up and say last week we asked um our listeners to kind of let us know what they thought Mm -hmm. about the three submissions that we had got for our theme music Mm -hmm. we liked all three we liked Mm -hmm. one a little bit better than the other two and uh Everybody pretty much agreed. There was a few people that liked the first and the second one, Mm -hmm. but most people said that they liked uh, number three that we did. Mm -hmm. However, if you remember back to last week's podcast, I said Mm -hmm. there's actually a few more people working on our theme music, Mm -hmm. and uh, so we're not going to quite make up our mind which one Mm -hmm. we're going to use yet. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, it looks like we made up our mind without our user input, but man. But man, what a great intro, isn't it? Oh, it's fantastic. Now, who did that? Now, his name is Kevin Reeves. Uh, I got an email. I I want to say I got his email before we recorded last week's podcast. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have anything in hand, and I didn't even want to talk about it because I had no idea. Right. But he sent me a link to his website with some of his music. So I went mm-hmm. up to his website I listened to some of his personal music that he made, and I was mm-hmm. like, wow, this guy's really talented. He did it mm-hmm. all in Pro Tools. Um, and so let me read a little bit of the email. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Rees, he's a singer, songwriter, keyboardist, producer living in Nashville. However, he doesn't do country music. Obviously. <laughs> anyway, it's, he's got uh, Pro Tools Studio and a slew of keyboards, guitars, modules, software instruments, etc. And he plans on setting up a business where he offers his services to podcasters at very reasonable prices. And listening to his own music and and what he's got posted up on Mm -hmm. his website and listen to the theme he created for us, Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, he's going to have a good business going. He's going to have an awesome business going because um, what we wanted in the theme was something very unique, very reminiscent in some respects to what we were using before, Mm -hmm. but something that was all us. Right. That we could listen to and go that's us mm-hmm. and that when our listeners hear it they know what's coming up right. it's it's our podcast and talk about capturing it perfectly oh i my mean
0: she hit the nail on the head that's amazing now
2: i've heard that uh for a couple of days now i've been sitting mm-hmm. on this because you and i haven't had a chance to get together mm-hmm. so you know five minutes before we started recording was the first time you heard that theme right what'd you think
0: oh my gosh it just blows me out of the water i mean it was it was just just what we were looking for isn't
2: really? it, Isn't it weird? It's 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 almost like Kevin kind of got into our bodies, mm-hmm. figured out exactly what we were looking for, and mm-hmm. just did it. Yeah, and that's an intuitiveness that mm-hmm. is very rare nowadays. I didn't. What think, kind of
0: gu- guidelines did you give him?
2: I mean, um, you know, he asked me what kind of music I was looking for, mm-hmm. and I, I started naming a couple songs that I liked that I thought would really work well. Mm -hmm. as an intro, like Bubba O'Reilly from The Who, and Mm -hmm. you know, stuff that I knew for a fact we could never use, like Everybody Wants to Rule the World Mm -hmm. from Tears for Fears, Mm -hmm. that, you know it wasn't a certain type of music it was kind of um, an ambiance to the Mm -hmm. sound that Mm -hmm. I liked, that would really work in the opening, Mm -hmm. and of course our original um, intro Mm -hmm. that we were playing and so I sent them a bunch of clips from MP3s I just kind of put it all together in QuickTime Pro and sent it to him as an mp3, Mm -hmm. I said, these are the kind of songs that if royalties and copy protection and all that wasn't Mm -hmm. an issue, these Mm -hmm. are the types of songs that I would probably rotate our theme music to Mm -hmm. every week. I would have a different theme every week. It would Mm -hmm. still say the Podcast, but it would be a different song. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he got that input, but really, what he came up with is 100% unique. It, It was so far above my expectations that I was just, I was fla- I'm was i still <laughs> flabbergasted. I mean, I, I would have been willing to pay for that because it's oh, yeah. just, I mean, it's exactly yeah. what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to convey to anybody um, when you do a show like ours, or if you do anything, that it's, it's yours. You own it. It's part mm-hmm. of who you are at this point. And that's what the mm-hmm. show has become for us. It's right. a part of who we are. Um, and it's become a big part of MyMac.com. Mm-hmm. But how do you capture that? In the opening music, mm-hmm. and then how can someone from the outside come in and capture the spirit? What we were looking for, yep. and, and Kevin Reeves did it—just yeah, unbelievable. He really did. If you guys want to listen to more of Kevin Reeves' music, check his website out: uh, www.kevinreeves.net. That's K-E-V-I-N R-E-E-V-E-S. dot net, not dot com. dot net. Kevin Reeves. dot net. Um, Great stuff. He's he's awesome. Mm-hmm. He is really awesome. Um, and I, I'm sure Kevin's going to listen to at least this podcast because he heard the request on another podcast. So yeah. hopefully he's listening to this one now mm-hmm. and uh, thinking, wow, they're really talking about me for a while here. Let's get <laughs> on with the show, Tim, Chad. <laughs> six minutes into the show and it's all the Kevin Reep show. But, uh, you know, once you start your business up, Kevin, send us a commercial for your your uh, podcasting business. We'll
0: be more than happy to play it. Not, not
2: just once. We'll, we will play it.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> because, man, you hooked us up, and yep. uh, speaking for Chad, thank you.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Fantastic job.
2: We've got another new feature today. What we got? We've got yeah. Guy Searle. He's been with MyMac.com for a while sure. now. And a uh, couple weeks ago, we did the whole feature on the um, dashboard widgets, mm-hmm. where we both picked like four widgets that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Guy got a great idea that he could do something like that. Actually, I think somebody else suggested it to him. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Guy got the idea to do the dashboard minute,
0: mm-hmm. where
2: he has us a small. Like, it's kind of like Chris Siebold's Not Mac News, uh-huh. where he comes in and he just talks about dashboard widgets. Now, of course, but it's, they're it's, real
0: dashboard widgets, not like no, invented dashboard widgets. No,
2: this is real <laughs> dashboard widgets. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unlike Chris's <laughs> segment, which is completely fake. Um, Guy Searle's is going to be real. So <laughs> so uh, we've been talking about it for a little over a week, and mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to it. Guy sent the, his first submission in. He did his own music. Um, he put kind of this little effect to his voice. I kind of like mm-hmm. it. Uh, let's see. It's going to. Well, the first one's about 12 minutes long. Mm. So let's go ahead and jump into that. Listen to the Guy Searle dashboard minute right now, and then we'll come back.
0: All right.
1: One. My name is Guy Searle, and welcome to the Dashboard Minute. A quick summary of what I'll be covering in this and future segments. The main feature will be an explanation of two different types of dashboard widgets, one fun and one useful. The fun widget will either be a game or possibly some type of general time waster with little or nothing to do with productivity. The useful widget will be more aligned with information retrieval or overall system enhancement. I welcome feedback from widget makers on how you do what you do, or if you want me to review your widget here on the Dashboard Minute. One thing to keep in mind about Dashboard and widgets in general, for right now, you'll need to be using Apple's 10.4 Tiger operating system. Without it, you currently can't use Dashboard, though I hear rumblings from the web about new applications that will allow their use in earlier operating systems. If and when these applications are released, I'll talk about them here. Now, for the widgets. On the fun side, Scenario Software has released an entertaining little productivity killer called Scenario Poker. This is a basic Texas Hold'em poker game with nine other opponents all controlled by the computer. There are three basic buttons for operation, a combination check call button, a raise button, and a combination deal fold button. You start out with $1,000 and the bets begin relatively small and get progressively larger as more opponents drop out. Losing all of your money ends the game. If you manage to be the last one standing, you'll move on to the next level with $10,000 and then $100,000 for the last level. No internet connectivity is required to use this game. My only complaint is that the hands seem to repeat themselves after some set amount. This notwithstanding, it's a fun game with lots of repeat value, at least until you memorize the hands dealt. It can be found at scenario.com, That's S-C-E-N-A-R-I-O dot com or at com. On the more practical side is a widget that no one should do without, the Wikipedia widget. This is the same version of the online encyclopedia in widget form. Unlike many widgets that simply serve as online pointers to some site and switch to your default web browser, the Wikipedia widget works entirely within the dashboard environment. There is a search box to enter your desired subject, and after hitting your return or enter key on your keyboard, it goes to the Wikipedia site and brings up all pertinent information, including links and pictures. Very cool. Like a web browser, it has forward and backward arrow buttons to switch between pages already viewed. It's also resizable within Dashboard to view your required information. Other buttons include the Wikipedia logo, which takes you out of dashboard and to the Wikipedia site in your default browser with the same page that is currently showing within the widget. One neat feature is the question mark button, which brings up some random page. Everything from the history of Argentina to Frank Zappa. Several different languages are supported simply by inputting the two or three digit language code. Of course, you'll need to have internet access to use this widget and a broadband connection is highly recommended. It was created by Sean Billig. I hope I pronounced that properly. And you can find it at whatsinthehouse.com, all one word, forward slash widgets, or at versiontracker.com. If you have a widget you'd like reviewed or for general comments about the segment, send them to dbminute at gmail.com, and they'll find their way to me. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.
2: and thanks guy um let's uh let's communicate offline guy um i'd like to try to maybe get his music a little bit more in line with our new theme yeah and that's no nothing bad against guy because he hadn't heard our new theme sure. until this podcast has been released uh the only person who'd who had heard it up to this point was other he? than kevin reeves <laughs> and myself was chris Siebold. Oh, Chris. because yeah i caught him on ichat one night and i sent him the file and he was like wow that's really cool mm-hmm. um but at this point the the music that guy's using really doesn't fit in with our theme, mm. so it might it might be a little bit better if if we worked together mm-hmm. and kind of made it a little more seamless. okay. I love his content. I think that was great. Guy yeah, has just a perfect podcasting voice, doesn't yes, he? he does i he mean i could great. I could hear him on the radio, yeah, I really could. I think he's great mm-hmm. i'm I'm tickled pink that uh he's gonna contribute to the podcast. Yeah, it's only gonna make cool. it better, yeah. And Laura knows we can use the help in making it better. <laughs> uh, speaking of help, Macworld Boston is underway.
0: Ah, we not, talked about that yeah, last week. Not that
2: you would know by looking at any of the Mac websites out there. I know. It's, you know, uh, I think it was MacNN.com, mm-hmm. Mac News Now or Network, I don't know, mm-hmm. whatever the heck their thing stands for. MacNN.com. I like the website, I just don't remember what the mm-hmm. NN stands for. Um has some photos up of the Macworld Boston going on. Mm-hmm. And so I went and I looked out through all their photos. Some of them are kind of, you know, eh, mm-hmm. not very good composed photos. Yeah. um, Something that you would probably see on a cheap digital camera, but mm-hmm. I was happy as heck to see them because I hadn't heard anything going on at the Macworld Expo. Mm-hmm. I saw some company press releases sent my way, some iPod jackets being released and the software, that software. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought, oh, cool, photos, let's get up there and check them out, see what they... It looks like it's dead.
0: Really?
2: I, I don't see any crowds at all. Mm. I mean, um, some of the pictures are you know kind of close up to booths, right? Mm-hmm. And you see the people working in the booths, but in each picture you see maybe three or four people standing around, and that's yeah. it. Mm. I'm used to MacWorld San Francisco where it's a throng of people. Each yeah, booth, got
0: people lining up to listen to iPod Minis, and yeah, yeah. It, it looked dead to me.
2: It really, really looked pathetic, mm. and I thought, man, if if this is, I might be wrong. <laughs> Don't get me wrong here, mm-hmm. but I haven't, I haven't heard any kind of, yeah, MacWorld Boston's going on. M- even MacWorld has a special section that hardly anything of note is inter- is is listed there mm-hmm. that you wouldn't find in a normal Mac Week, anyways. Mm-hmm. Mac News Week, I should say. Right. Um, Hardly anybody has any photos of what's going on up there. It, it, it looks anemic. Mm. It looks, it looks like Macworld,
0: uh. Well, they opened what, Monday?
2: Yeah, well, Tuesday, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, even, who cares? Today is Wednesday as we right. recorded this, and we'll post this online for Thursday. Mm-hmm. But it's been going on for a couple of days already. Did something, did, did Macworld Expo get bulimic all of a sudden? And, <laughs> And start spewing out its crowd? What the heck's going on? <laughs> I don't get it. Why is this such a dead show? And it's got to be because Apple's not there. Right. I mean, and it's like we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. If, if the manufacturer of the product that you're, quote, celebrating at the expo mm-hmm. isn't there, you know. Yeah,
0: who else is going to be? It's going to be hard to pull in developers and everybody else who's going to support it. So, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm kind <clears throat> of worried for them because...
2: If the vendors see that this show is dying, why go back next year? Yeah. I don't see, number one, I really, do we really need two expos in one year? The video game industry is ten times bigger than the Mac market share, right? Mm-hmm. It's ten times bigger than, than the Macintosh market share. I mean, there's right. so many people in, in the video game industry. They have one show a year. Right. E3. What is, why does the Mac world need two shows in a year? Six months apart.
0: One for each coast, I'm guessing.
2: Well, but I mean, even so, I can understand that back in the '80s, and when you really had so much going on in the personal computer world. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, I mean, information is getting out there to to their potential buyers immediately because of the internet. Everybody's right. on the internet. And back when you had two expos, that's pretty much the the main place that you're going to hear about the news or in a magazine mm-hmm. a month or two after a product's released. Right. Now, as soon as the product's released, it's all over the Mac web, mm-hmm. and it's old news three days later, yeah, so now you have two Expos a year I don't think they have enough new announcements to fill two shows mm-hmm. you know every year, so
0: I don't know well, do you think also with like apple's retail stores it kind of like vents a little of that pressure I mean, yeah
2: yeah i I understand what you're saying that um mac Mac users like any anybody else that's kind of into a group thing. Mm-hmm. And Mac users are, you know, it's yeah. kind of a herd mentality, as you will. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, if you're into, God, I don't know.
0: <laughs> PS2s? <so>. Yeah, <laughs>
2: PS2, whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever this little niche thing that you're into, mm-hmm. and you're really heavily into it. If there's a certain store, it's by the company that you're into. You know, mm-hmm. if it's the Sony store and you're just this huge PlayStation guy, yeah, that's where you go. So, yeah, it, you know, if you've got a Mac world in your area where you can go and hang out with other Mac mm-hmm. users for a couple hours... Every day, if you really wanted to. Yeah, it it probably does relieve some of that pressure. Mm -hmm. Some of that desire to be around like-minded people. Right. So, I don't know. But, you know, the San Francisco Expo is just so special that everybody wants to go there. Yeah. And I don't think the Boston show has that type of hyper-mentality anymore, which is not fun.
0: Well, you also felt that it should have been held in New York.
2: Only because that's where Apple wanted it. And and if, if it's a Macworld Expo... And you deliberately do just the opposite of what Apple wants you to do, even after they've expressed their desire to pull out of the show. If you do move it and you Mm -hmm. still move it, then, you know, you kind of get what you deserve, honestly. Don't get me wrong. I I hope IDG does great with the Backworld Expo. Mm -hmm. I hope 10 million people go through there. Mm -hmm. You know, I hope the vendors sell all the products that they brought along to to sell. Um, I, I hope it does great. Yeah i'm just a realist and i'm looking at pictures and i'm i'm looking on the web and it's not looking good
0: yeah
2: hey how about that new theme song <laughs> great <laughs> <laughs> um a couple of people last week were uh, we were reading some emails about people dealing with why isn't your show up on itunes music store mm-hmm. well it is now and it was when we released the last show Here's another new problem that's developed. Okay. And I hear it's not just us. Okay. Um, The Wizards, I think it's the Wizards of Technology podcast. Mm -hmm. I I haven't heard it. I just got an email from a couple people who mentioned the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, When you post a new show, it's not updated right away in the iTunes Music Store podcast directory. Mm. For instance, last week, uh, we went live Thursday. I posted up there on Thursday. Yeah. It wasn't until yesterday, Tuesday, I'm sorry, today, Wednesday, it took until today before the iTunes Music Store actually showed the new episode. Wow. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. Now, if you had already subscribed to the MyMac.com podcast through the iTunes Music Store Mm -hmm. and you refreshed it Mm -hmm. on your subscription page, it would actually see the new show and download it. Hmm. But if you went to... MyMac.com podcast listing in the iTunes Music Store, it only listed show 32. It didn't list show Show 33.
3: 33. Anybody
2: Mm. who subscribed to that feed would get it automatically, and it showed it. Right. But it's like, what the heck? Why is it taking so long to show up? And it kind of irked me, to be honest. Mm. And here's something else. And, And this isn't because I am a podcaster myself, and my competition is up there, but... Apple just is not updating the spotlighted stuff on the main podcast page on iTunes Music Store.
0: Yeah.
2: It's the same shelves for a couple of weeks now. Some of them's been listed for three weeks in a row hmm. in the technology section where we are. And I'm like, right. dude, there's a whole bunch of other technology podcasts that you can put up there. Mm-hmm. So even though Apple put this podcasting directory within iTunes and they made a big deal of it, mm-hmm. from what I've seen so far, it's it's they're just not they're not paying much attention to it. It's like they slapped it together, they threw it out there, and they said, there you go, but they don't seem to be putting much time into it now Yeah. because it hasn't been updated. I mean, and I'm not sh- saying put the My Mac podcast up there on the spotlighted features or just mm-hmm. released or anything like that because personally, as a podcast listener, I want to find other stuff to listen to as well. Right. Give me some more choices up there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, come on. I mean, don't <laughs> get me wrong. The, you know, the podcast that they're showing every single day for three weeks now, They're good podcasts.
0: Yeah.
2: How about giving some other people a chance to get. And and again, I'm not saying us. Mm -hmm. Just get some other podcasts up there on the main page. Let people see it. Mm -hmm. Let people download them. It's just like exposure for some of the podcasts. Yeah, somebody at Apple is just like, oh, we're just not going to update it. We'll Mm. leave these up there for good and that's it. (laughs) And it's like, come on. Oh, boy, what was that sound? Something just happened behind us. I think your fan just died. Was it on a timer? Yeah. Okay. Because I didn't want your fan to die and then Oh we're dying in here I know it's
0: our only fan I better turn it back on
2: Yep Uh, Because it gets a little warm in here When we're recording The beep you heard was Chad turning the fan back on (laughs) What an exciting podcast And Chad is now walking over to the fans Ladies and gentlemen Pushing buttons Adjusting the fan speed
0: Yes I am
2: Staring at the fan And now he comes back he takes a seat. He sits. Scoots the chair up, and he's ready. That's my play-by-play. Thanks for the play-by-play, yeah. of the fan.
0: So, <laughs> good uh, golly! Is there anything interesting going on with you other than the house hunting? Yeah, I've got a couple things I like to go into. Let's uh,
2: let's listen to our sponsor. Uh, cut to commercial. Let's cut to commercial. Well, it's well, yeah, we'll do that, and then uh, we're gonna come back. I don't know. You think we ought to come back to us or you think we ought to listen to Chrissy Bold?
0: Uh, I'd say we'd put Chrissy Bold on. Okay. Well,
2: let's listen to uh, Chrissy Bold and Small Dog Electronics.
0: Is there a dinosaur in your life? A big, slow computer that eats up space? Remember what happened to the dinosaurs? they all got sick with viruses and
3: worms dump the dinosaur and get a mac the mac mini is fast nimble no bigger than a lunchbox and you can go wireless without a phone jack in sight macs aren't immune from viruses but they are much less likely to catch them find out why at small dog electronics in Waitsfield and on the web at smalldog.com
0: dude let's make a promo About what? That we're a talk show for geeks? We talk about anime, too. Well, that's true. We do news and reviews.
2: And gadgets and toys, too.
0: And guests! We have kick-ass guests! We're not geek radio. We're a talk radio for geeks!
2: Yeah! OtakuGeneration.net. Catch us every Wednesday for news, reviews, and so much more for the otaku inside you. Wait, did you say Greek radio? Uh, Oh, geeks. (laughs) That makes more
3: sense.
1: And now, Not Mac News with Chris Siebel. Not
3: Mac News has learned that Apple will indeed be entering the cell phone market. The move is being made in part because Apple executives are frustrated by long delays in the release of an iTunes-capable cell phone. The secondary motivation is that Apple feels certain that their system will add something sorely lacking in the cell phone industry, service. Verizon is said to be extremely worried. Naturally, Apple will be releasing cell phones with their new service. Initial plans are to offer two models. The professional model will be clad in brushed aluminum and cost $500 more than the white consumer model. In true Apple tradition, the models feature the exact same functionality, but the Pro model looks much, much cooler. Not Mac news. Fumes may be harmful. Do not listen in an enclosed area. I'm Chris Siebold.
2: And I'm Tim Robertson.
3: And I'm
2: Chad Perry. We just got to rub Chris every now and then. Let's do some quick news and then we'll get into some other stuff. Alright. Uh, Apple releases Mac OS 10.4.2. Have you upgraded yet? No,
0: I didn't really release it
2: yet. Yeah, I upgraded uh, my G5 today. Mm-hmm. Or no, yesterday. And they upgraded the Mac Mini, the G4, and the PowerBook
0: today. Well, I guess I'll be doing that tonight or tomorrow, then. Yeah,
2: I've got too many Macs. I'm like, oh, look at all these poor Macs. Um, So it says, and our news is coming from, obviously...
0: MacMinute.com, where you can get your up-to-the-minute Mac news. In
2: just a minute. But first, listen to our podcast. Uh, Apple Today released, today being July 12th, Mac OS 10.4.2 via Mac OS X's Software Update utility. You can also download it from uh, Apple's website. It's about a 12 megabyte file. Mm-hmm. According to the press, or the release notes this update delivers overall improved reliability and compatibility for Mac OS 10.4, and it is recommended for all
0: users. Some of the uh, fixes include. File sharing for using AFP and SMB slash CIFS network file services. Single
2: sign-on authentication and reliable access to active directory servers.
0: Auto login for managed user accounts. Uh, airport and wireless access. Core graphics, core audio, core image, including update ATI and NVIDIA dr- graphic drivers.
2: Uh, Finder update includes finding, on kind and using sh- slideshow.
0: Cool. Synchronizing your iDisk with iMac, with .Mac. That
2: worked real good. I was having really? some stability problems with that. Mm. And since the update, it was just real smooth. That was actually faster, too. Wow. Uh, installation reliability.
0: Hmm. Managing dashboard widgets. Mm. I thought we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we ago. did.
2: Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah. When uh, One of my picks was an actual preference panel for your system that would actually let you turn on and off and delete widgets. Yep. Guess what Apple has? bright in... It's it's a widget itself, but it controls the other widgets. You can delete third party widgets from there. You can just a simple click on off uh, check mark works mm-hmm. real well, and cool. it does exactly what the other third party thing that we were talking. I, I I'm saying third party thing because honestly I don't remember the name of the I application, can't but no. um, but that was in what third uh, podcast thirty two. So yeah. if you're interested, go back. But you know what? If you're already running Tiger, you update to ten point four. Yeah. Point two. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> got to think of that for a minute. Um, that new uh, dashboard manager widget—it's really cool.
0: Uh, we also got updates to the address book, Automator, iCal, iChat, Mail, Safari, and Stickies applications.
2: Safari scrolls a lot faster on my G Five. Does now. it? Yeah, I noticed that. I mean, it was like whoa, uh,
0: huh. using
2: my scroll wheel on my mouse. Mm-hmm. Man, it was just—it it flew. And that is a, a, a third-party scroll wheel mouse. It isn't the Apple's secret project that Chris was talking about last week, <laughs> Project 1989. Nine, yeah. It's not that. And uh, compatibility with third-party applications and devices. In other words, things that were having problems and people bitched about
0: Apple fixed. Yeah.
2: At least some of them.
0: Hardware software.
2: Yeah, I was reading online, uh, I think at Macintosh and Mac it. Some people had some problems with this update, but, you know, from what I'm used to, when uh, a new update comes out, a whole bunch of people coming out of the world were, oh, it broke this, it broke mm-hmm. that. I think I saw one person said it messed up their macromedia. They had to re-register it. Mm. I mean, it was nothing major that I saw on this update, so it looks like it was a a very worthwhile update. Good deal. Uh, The next
0: news... Go ahead. Analyst sees Halo Effect working for Apple. A report on MarketWatch today notes that Richard Chu... An analyst with S.G. Cohen said that a recent survey of 1,400 consumers in the U.S. has caused him to become more positive about Apple's shares, citing iPod's high market share is increasing sales of Mac systems. He also looked favorably on the strong sales of Mac OS X Tiger. Chu currently estimates Apple will earn $0.31 cents a share on 3, $3.33 billion in revenue when it reports third quarter results on Wednesday, knows the story.
2: You know, um, $3.33 billion. You think Apple could throw us a bone and advertise or something on our podcast or at MyMac dot com? Wouldn't you think that? Yeah, we wouldn't even ask them for we it. We give them, yeah, yeah you give all the staff free Power Mac G 5s <laughs> We won't even wait till the Intel ones come out. We'll take the old ones. Come out.
0: On, sure, clear you know. your inventory out.
2: Uh, last thing that we grabbed from MacMinute dot com this week was Plantronics to acquire Alltech Lansing for one hundred and sixty six million dollars. Uh, this is from July eleventh. Plantronics today announced it has signed a definitive agreement to acquire Altec Lansing for $166 million, reports the Silicon Valley San Jose Business Journal. Plantronics will acquire all of Altec's stock in an all-cash deal, but Altec will keep its name and become a wholly owned subsidiary of Plantronics. The only reason I put this down here is because we've actually worked quite well in the past with Altec Lansing. We um. do a lot of product reviews for well, them i've
0: got all tech lansing speakers on my on yeah my
2: absolutely app. where'd you get those nice speakers i <laughs> <Ta-da>. <laughs>
0: um,
2: yeah so i just thought wow it's it's more consolation of or consolidation of the industry i mean it's yeah. this one company taking over another but i've heard good things about plantronics too i've worked with mm-hmm. them in the past for some header phone reviews but it's been oh gosh Years since I've worked with Plantronics, and they were real nice people. So, I don't. I don't think it's going to hurt Altec Lansing. And honestly, let's no. be honest, Altec Lansing's probably a bigger name.
0: Oh, absolutely. Than Plantronics. Think, yeah, it sure. It certainly is. And I, you know, it's, I think it's imperative they keep the Altec Lansing name because that's a strong brand recognition right and now. And not just with industry. computer users,
2: yeah. but with uh, home entertainment systems as well. Yep. They've made speakers for years. So, yeah, maybe it'll be uh, bigger and better things for Altec Lansing in the future. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, we don't have really a, a big segment that we're doing this week but uh, I did want to talk about a few things let's start a new GarageBand session since we're coming up on that magical 32 minutes get it and uh, we'll be right back and through the miracle of mouse clicks we're back with a brand new Garage Band session and uh, recording to our heart's content uh, a couple of things that I wrote down that I thought would be interested to go into um, uh, other world computing uh, we've done a lot of work with them in the past as far as product review. Yep. And for the most part, um, we've pretty much liked everything that, that they've sent our way for review.
0: Well, and they've made some real generous donations towards our giveaways and our contests. That's true,
2: yeah. Uh, but of course, that doesn't affect what we say about the products. Right. Uh, I got an email last week about a new product that um, Otherworld Computing is starting to sell, or com, mm-hmm. if you will, called the Mini Stack, and what it is. It it looks kind of like a little Mac Mini, mm-hmm. and it sits below your Mac Mini, and it is or can house another FireWire or another hard drive. Cool. So if you have a hard drive that you want to use with your Mac Mini, mm-hmm. you just have to get this. It's blank. If you want a blank one, uh, 99 bucks. It's empty.
0: So basically it's just like a hard drive enclosure that's...
2: But it, it really matches the look. Of, really? Yeah. And the reason I know this is because they sent me one for review. Oh, the awesome. one that they sent came with an 80-gigabyte... Hard drive internal, mm-hmm. and uh, that one goes for 139 bucks. I've only used it briefly, so I'm not ready to do a full review. Mm-hmm. But so far, very impressed. It basically shows up on your Macintosh desktop as a FireWire hard drive, and of course, mm-hmm. this will work with any Mac. Right. I mean, it's just you know you just plug it in via FireWire and it's there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but it's got some really neat features. It also provides you with an extra two FireWire ports. Oh, that's handy. And it provides you with another three USB 2.0 ports. So it, it's quite handy. I I like the look of it, and it, mm-hmm. it matches perfectly with the mini. It's mm-hmm. it's both the plasticky look, the white parts, mm-hmm. and it's got the brushed metal look to it as well, and it's got a little light in the front. Yeah. Um, and so they're selling that now. Uh, again, this isn't a full review or anything. Just initial, um, what's the word I'm looking for? First look. Yeah, first look. Um, very impressed so far. So if you want one that's empty, just the case itself, no hard drive in it, ninety nine bucks. 80 gigs will go for $139. Uh,
0: uh, you get 160 gigs for 179 And 250
2: gigs for 229
0: And if you really want a lot of storage space, you can get the 400 gig for 389 bucks.
2: Honestly, for those price points, the 400 gigabyte is probably the best deal. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a lot.
0: And that's, and that's all your iPhotos and all your friends' iPhotos. That's right. And, <laughs> and every com podcast ever done so far. That's <laughs>
2: right. Actually, you could do that with the 80 gig pretty easily. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the thing is with the Mac Mini, um, a lot of people that are going to buy these, if they're new to the world of Macintosh, they really need some kind of a backup solution. Yes. This would work really well for that. And if not this, any external FireWire hard drive will work just fine. Because it's really important to back up your data. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, you know, as a consultant, I see it all the time. Yeah. People call me up in a hissy fit saying my computer just died and it's got all the stuff on it. I I have to get this stuff off of it. Can you do mm-hmm. anything? In fact a friend of yours yeah, I work with. Yeah, yeah he, he had a uh I want to say it was a, like a IMAC G three I think it was. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which one it was. I think it was the special edition. Yeah. It was the first the first slot loading um uh, oh, the graphite look Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those. And it was dead. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I, I uh took it apart, took out the hard drive put it in a firewire drive enclosure that I had, mm-hmm. mounted it on my desktop. There was some damage. I didn't mm-hmm. recover everything. I, I What he was really concerned about was some photos, but mostly mm-hmm. his MP3s. Yeah. He had a lot of MP3s on there, and I could mm-hmm. tell they were all ripped from DVD mm-hmm. because he'd have complete albums and everything.
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, I wasn't able to get everything, but I got probably 90% of it.
0: Mm.
2: Had he had an external firewire hard drive, because that iMac G3 actually had FireWire on it. Yeah. If he would have had that and he was backing up once a week, he wouldn't have had any problem at all. He could have mm-hmm. bought a new iMac, which is what he did, simply hooked up the uh, external FireWire hard drive and there's mm-hmm. all the stuff right there. Yeah. So it's very important that people back up. Of course, if you have a Mac Mini uh, and it's stocked from Apple, you're probably going to want to upgrade the RAM in that too.
0: Absolutely. Which leads it- us
2: to our sponsor, Ramjet. Yeah.
0: Ramjet has got a one gig RAM... RAM chip for 125 bucks,
2: and you can also get a uh, one gigabytes of RAM, mm-hmm. same price, 125 bucks for either the G4 or G5 iMac. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are looking for some memory, and you got a G5 iMac, G4 iMac, or a Mac Mini, 125 bucks extra gig of RAM make a huge amount yeah. of difference.
0: Yeah, you know it was funny because I was talking to a couple of my friends who who uh, play World of Warcraft, they're PC users, and they talked about upgrading their their RAM as well, and he said, you know, I upgraded from basically 512 to, to 1 gig. He said, I saw a huge performance difference. And he said he talked to a couple of guys he worked with who are both, he's an engineer, and of course the guys who worked with are engineers, and they said the same thing. They said, you know, you really need to get at least a gig of RAM. Yep. He said, 2 gigs you're probably not going to see, from 1 gig to 2 gig you may not see a big performance performance increase, but he said you know when you go up to one gig you will definitely see a performance increase you know
2: it's funny that people ask me quite often uh what can i do to make my computer faster what's the most important thing i should do when i get my new computer and and i always say up the ram you know um and that's pc or mac Mm -hmm. get more ram it's the most important thing you can do for your computer other than possibly backing up (laughs) (laughs) but upgrading your ram is just hugely important um and RAM today is just so cheap. I mean, yeah. 125 bucks for a gig. Um, I remember I had a Performa 410. Mm-hmm. Okay, it came with, I think, one megabyte, and I wanted to up it, so I bought two two gigabyte chip or two one megabyte chips. So I was gonna have three megs or maybe they were two two gig two megabyte chips. So I was gonna have four megabytes in it. I don't remember, but whatever it was, um, and it cost me over 500 bucks. For, oh base, for four megs of RAM. Can you imagine that? Four megs of RAM. I still have those chips. <laughs> I still have them. I did. And um, I don't know why I kept them. Because at the time, when I finally got rid of that Mac, it stopped working or something. I thought, you know, I spent $500 for the memory in that thing. I'm pulling that memory back out of there.
0: Because I can sell that I on could, eBay. <laughs> yeah, I'll get something for that.
2: $500. And this was like 95 mm-hmm. It's worth like three cents now. Yeah. I, Four megabytes. You know, this is an idea I came up with, and I know this is kind of going off topic from our note, our show mm-hmm. notes, what we were planning on. What happens when a iPod Shuffle dies? What are people going to do with those things? You can't oh. fix them, and you can't repair, you, you Once the once it won't take a charge anymore, as soon mm-hmm. as you unplug it from your Mac, it's dead. It's not going to start up, right? Right. So people are going to go out and buy another iPod Shuffle. Sure. Well if you've got five hundred and twelve let's just say one gig let's mm-hmm. just keep it to one gig for now and I've heard ru- rumblings that they're gonna have larger ones soon anyways yeah let's just keep it with one gig that's that's basically an mp3 player one gig it's worthless at that point because mm-hmm. you can't take it with you You can't do anything with it what if someone sold um, and you know what? It, it doesn't even have to be that what if you go out and you buy like a six port USB 2.0 hub and you buy a the dead shuffles mm-hmm. off eBay for a couple bucks.
0: Uh-huh.
2: You plug all these things into your port, each one's going to show up as a one-gigabyte hard drive on your desktop. Right. So if you had, like, a six port, and you got six of these little plugs sticking in there... Oh, you
0: got six-gig...
2: It's a six-gig yeah. hard drive. And that's, you know, honestly, that would be fine for backing up stuff. And you can mm-hmm. unplug them and swap them in and out. And
0: well, that, I, I was going to say, that's really all they're, they're good for after that. They're just basically a flash drive.
2: Yeah, they're a little flash drive. Wouldn't that be a good idea if... uh if you see them, just to buy those up. Or if someone dies, say, can I have it? I mean, it's... it's if they're going to just storage. It. Yeah. How easy would it be to store that? I mean, you know, it's smaller than a floppy
0: drive. Well, I'll just pay... Them, you know, even if you pay 50 bucks for it, it's still cheaper than buying a one gig flash drive. Oh,
2: right absolutely. Now. So I was... I, I don't know. I was just thinking of that as I was in the car today. I thought, wow, if, if you could find a place that had all these dead shuffles, I think mm-hmm. it would actually be worth something. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could plug a whole bunch of shuffles into... Uh, a USB hub and configure it via uh, uh, Apple software disk utilities as like a RAID so it would show up as just one one
0: oh, gigabyte yeah. drive
2: on your desktop You know, or <laughs> if someone came out with a little hub that was kind of like a little ball mm-hmm. on your desk and each one was spaced out perfectly for a shuffle so it, a
0: little spike ball it, like. it looked like a little
2: porcupine <laughs> a little shuffle porcupine maybe like 30 of them in there mm. wouldn't that be called? There's a bunch of dead shuffles sticking out of that. Yeah. I don't know where I come up with this stuff. I know I'm retarded oh, no, sometimes. No,
0: it's, it's funny, though. You could do that.
2: I think it would be kind of neat. Um, I Like, again, I don't know where this, these little thoughts pop into my head. <laughs> I mean, honestly, for that much effort, you can go buy an 80-gig uh, internal ATA drive for, like, 50 bucks at Staples or Best Buy or a place yeah. like that. Uh, and probably cheaper than that at... Uh, at Ramjet.com, sure it is. <laughs> There's another little plug for our. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, so go ahead.
0: Oh, I was going to. No, you go ahead. No, you I, I know.
2: I know what you are going for, so I'll let you.
0: Yeah, you were working on uh, a DVR. I thought a DVR yeah. card.
2: The Alchemy TV DVR uh-huh. uh, from Megillia Technologies. Remember, we gave one of these away yeah. like two months ago. Yeah, it's it been was, a while now. It was,
0: uh, I think when we had. Uh, Dr. Mac on. Yeah, when
2: we had Dr. Mac on, we were talking about, it was our Tiger podcast. Yes. So if you guys want to hear what we're talking about, go back to MyMac.com, check out the uh, archives. It's on the right-hand side. It says MyMac Podcast. If you click that, there's a listing of all of our old shows. I think that was like 29. I want to say it was show 29. Nah, it
0: was It was. It was before that, even.
2: Well, you know what? We've got a web browser. Let's, let's go up. Do, 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 Because I think, because 28 was where... The no. people like, went nuts on me. Yeah.
0: No, um, it was before that. No,
2: though. you're right. It was. It was. There it is. Well, it was before we were actually numbering, so it would be 26, 25, 24. It would have been podcast 24 dated uh, April 29th. I had to do the January, February, yep. March, April. I don't know why I do that. Uh, <laughs> 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 April 29th podcast. Um, so they sent one to me for review, which is how I got in contact with them, mm-hmm. that we gave one away. Uh, it took me about two weeks before I actually installed it, and it's a PCI card. Yeah. So it goes inside your G5 or G4. Mm-hmm. It is definitely the DVR model. It's not just the Alchemy TV. Mm-hmm. It's the Alchemy TV slash DVR. And one of the reasons they say you can know the difference is, well, number one, the box that it came in said, is. <laughs> you know, DVR. Uh-huh. And if it comes with the remote, it's the DVR. DVR. So I got it all connected. The software doesn't work. Hmm. Okay. It's just the software that was supplied on the the CD, which is probably out of date the day they shipped it. Right. You know, so I go up and I download the very latest copy of the Alchemy TV DVR software. I'm really looking forward to playing with it, mm-hmm. setting up some scheduled recordings, you know, mm-hmm. record some South Parks or whatever in the future and mm-hmm. see what the quality is, burn them to CD, DVD, yeah. you know, run it through its paces. I was,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, it, it looks like a an, and every review I've read of it was fairly positive. Mm hmm. So I download the software, most current version. In fact, at the time, it was like two weeks old. So, I mean, that's that's fairly new.
3: Yeah.
2: Install the software, launch it, and ask for my big, long registration number. I don't know why they do that. I mean, this is a long, like, a 30-digit number that's both letters and numbers. And it's for their software that only works with their DVR PCI card. Why do you make me put this number in there? Yeah. No. I don't understand that. Anyways... Really, it's really not important. The point is, I finally get it all installed, and it doesn't work. It's telling me there's no PCI DVI or um, DVR card in my machine. Mm. I'm like, what the heck? It's your software, and it's your, and it's not seeing it. Yeah. So on a hunch, I went and I went and downloaded their DV or their uh, Alchemy TV only software. Mm-hmm. It works, mm. and I can record with it. But I can only record what I'm watching when I'm watching it. There's no scheduled recording or anything. Yeah. No. So, I sent an email to the company. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm reviewing your product here. I really need some help to get the software running right. It's it's not seeing it at all and blah, blah, blah. You know, they haven't emailed me or anything yet. And I'm I'm getting a little disappointed. Yeah. You know, and this isn't a full-blown review. And the picture quality was great. And what I did record, in fact, if you go to our website and look for the uh, MyMac podcast video with mm-hmm. WWMT, right. that was recorded with that software. mm so, I mean, it, it works, and it recorded it at full quality. It looked great, mm-hmm. and uh, I I took that file, dropped it into iMovie, shrunk it down for web, and, mm-hmm. you know, did all that. So it works, but it's like, you know, the software that's supposed to work with this doesn't, and the software that's not supposed to work with it does. And their website is devoid of any information to help me. I've I've looked. And uh, no one's answered my emails yet, and I'm getting a little discouraged. And I Well, it's,
0: it's a little disconcerting. It's something we gave away. I mean. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know. And so I, honestly, if I don't hear back from them by the time we do the next podcast, I'm just going to write my review, and they're not going to be pleased with it. No. And here's the thing: I also, I took the card out of the G5 mm-hmm. and I put it in my G4. Yeah. Because let's be honest, the problem could be with my G5. Right. I put yeah. it in the G4. Same thing. Hmm. And it come, it came with the remote. It came in the box that was sealed, that was for the DVR model. So you know, it costs 159 bucks. Mm-hmm. But man, you know, it, it's like at least let me know what's going on. You know, answer my emails here. Yeah. Um, and I've emailed two people in the company, nothing so far. So I'm a little disappointed. Mm. If anybody out there is listening, and has got the Alchemy TV DVR, and you've had the same problem, and figured out the solution hey let me know because I, I'd like to get the thing running I'd like to give it a fair review but yep. as it goes right now I'm not going to hold my review forever waiting for a company to get back with me yep you know this is exactly what a customer would have to deal with if somebody out there went and bought this and they had this problem and there's nobody to tell them that this problem existed what are they supposed to do just oh well I just not wasted 160 yeah. bucks you know so. out and wait for
0: something better to come don't get me wrong
2: yeah. this part of it will go in my review the problems that I've had yeah. because that's only fair. Mm -hmm. But even if the product is perfect in every respect and the problem is fixed, if I would have gave it a 5 out of 5 at the moment right now, it's definitely a 4 out of 5 because of the problems I've run into. Because let's be honest, this is the problem an average user is going to run into, and I base my review scores on what I think the using experience for the end user would be like.
0: Uh
2: 4 out of 5 would be the very best they can get right now. Mm-hmm. So let's hope they get me an answer and it lives up to uh, all the other reviews that yeah. I've read. Well, that's our show today. Uh, I don't have anything else unless you do.
0: Nope, I have nothing else.
2: I do. Uh, you know what? Uh, let's play a... Uh, well, no, we're not going to do that. We'll do that next week. we got to go into uh, a little bit more detail on our announcer guy next week. Really? Yeah, you remember our announcer guy? Yeah. He did an... He does our intro voice,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: when now he's done our exit voice.
0: Oh, awesome. So
2: I combined his voice with our new MyMac.com theme. And so at the end of all the shows, we'll play this. So check this out. Thanks
0: for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast at our RSS feed at MyMac.com or by visiting the iTunes Music Store's podcast section. Please send all feedback to mymacpodcast at gmail.com. And thanks for listening to the mymac.com podcast.